0: The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. They'll know you've arrived when you drive up in the 1958 Edsel, the car that's truly new, from nameplate to tail lights.
1: Coming! Hi, Mr. Wilson.
0: Oh, hello, Dennis. <laughs> and now your host, Walt Disney.
2: Welcome to that tip-top terrific and splendidly prolific waltz-down memory lane, The Mid-Modcast. And here are your Mid-Modcasters, Craig, Paula, and Dave.
3: Welcome to The Mid-Modcast, where all your mid-century dreams come true. I'm Craig. Who are you people?
1: I'm Paula. My mid-century mod dream is coming true.
3: Yeah, man. This this is Dave. And with us... The voice of the midmodcast, star of stage and screen, <laughs> the incomparable, the one, the only, Alan Marsh. Hey, Alan. hello, Can hi, you be with us. We need an applause button. Yeah, I know.
1: Sound I, to load it in one had of these do days. Do the
0: intro live so that everybody could hear that you know he's like the real deal. <laughs>
1: yeah we should have had him say yeah that's i know no wait that was live dave oh too late right. oh, too right. late right. Right.
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well hopefully we're gonna get a uh double episode in today so one for today and one for a uh, couple weeks from now if we ever release these uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> the sharing size we we yeah. are we are talking about a. Uh, uh, Wonderful, wonderful thing that I didn't even know about until Alan put it on my radar. I, I remember being a kid, oh, even a young adult, and being out around Hollywood and seeing the Cinerama Dome and all yes. these things. But I never really knew much about Cinerama. Yes. And uh, lo and behold, Alan knows a star of Cinerama. <laughs> uh, his great uncle was in Cinerama Holiday, which is uh, really, really a magical thing. And uh, you know what? I want to give you a little taste of Cinerama Holiday. This is a little something from the trailer that I put together for you. Sit tight. Listen to this. Good morning. This is Captain Von Charner. We are approaching Switzerland and we are ahead of schedule. So we'll take you into Zurich by a detour over the Alps. Please fasten your seat seatbelts, it may be bumpy. Thank you. And welcome to Switzerland. A pleasant Cinerama holiday.
0: To go adventuring, to experience the excitement of discovery, to share the joy of a carefree, fun-packed Cinerama holiday. To have a holiday in America came a young commercial artist named Fred Troller and his wife Beatrice, as guests of Cinerama and two Americans from Kansas City. John Marsh, just out of dental school, and his wife, Betty Tarwater Marsh. The Marshes were going off to Europe, also guests of Cinerama. With these four people, all picked by sheer chance, Cinerama's audiences would share a glorious holiday adventure.
1: From St. Louis, it's a long ride
0: across this immense country. But now here is Las Vegas, the city we have heard much about. Our first morning, we just loaf along the riverbank, soaking up the spring sunshine. We've decided to be out and out tourists. Art Buchwald convinced us that if you don't enjoy Paris, it's your own fault. <laughs> New Orleans fascinates us. The narrow, crooked streets, as in Europe. But we have come here to learn more about American
3: music. So you you get an idea that this is a travel log of sorts, and this is 1955. This is not the first Cinerama production, uh, but it is the greatest Cinerama production. 1955. This was the number one grossing film of 1955. Does that blow your mind? It's crazy, just crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's something we've never heard of. <laughs> Alan, know <you're>, <laughs> your
3: uncle is the one that they were talking about. He he. They said they just, that he just graduated dental school, and yes. uh, now all of a sudden he's going on this Cinerama holiday, all-expense-paid trip around uh, Europe and other places, I guess. How, how did all this come into being for him? What, what happened there?
2: Well, it was more his wife, uh, Betty, who was a model and was taking an acting class, I guess, in Kansas City. And, uh, her acting teacher told her that there was a talent scout of sorts, um, on the lookout for an average, uh, Midwestern couple to, uh, to, to take this trip to Europe. And so she quickly convinced him that they should try out for it. And I guess they did. And, uh, then they were done and they went home and they kind of forgot about it. And, uh. According to Betty, um, the um, her her parents or his parents came knocking on the door, saying they're they're looking for you. They I don't know if they didn't have a phone or what. They said they want you to come back and read again, and so she had to wash her hair. He said he was drying her hair. <laughs> you know, they were because they wanted to see him right away. Was,
3: was there a call down at Mr. Drucker's store? Is that uh, is I guess that, so. that Petticoat Junction there? Is that
2: <laughs> <laughs> so? So they you know went back. And they said they figured they had no chance of, of booking this thing anyway. So they were very just kind of whatever, you know, they just, they didn't really take it seriously and they had a lot of fun. And I think that probably helped.
1: you know. Yeah. Yes.
3: And, um, they didn't show up hungry. That's good. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So he was, uh, yeah, he was a dentist. His dad was a dental, was a dentist. My, uh, that'd be my, what great grandfather, I guess. Um, so he was going to work with his dad in the dental. And I don't know how Betty and John met. Um, but uh, a dentist and a model. I, don't, was,
1: <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> They're awfully cute together. They are, they are cute together. They yeah, didn't they stay married. Oh. After, after
2: no, that's the uh, that's the sad thing. The Trollers, the, the Swiss couple, did stay together.
1: Oh.
3: Uh,
2: but mm-hmm. uh, that's what John and Betty divorced and and both
3: remarried. That's what fame and stardom ha- does to you, right? You know? Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you know they they kind of portray it in the in the movie like uh, we drew their name out of a hat, like we just right. opened the white pages and put our thumb down. And so I, they're,
2: I thought they're the guys that right can't there.
1: be right. They're right. too well,
2: cute. And... Th- no, you notice they're both really good looking. You yes. Know? Um, John's got an incredible Missouri accent. Just, his <laughs> twang is just the first time he opens his mouth, it sounds so much like my grandpa. It's it, it, this is John Marsh, you know? just, <laughs> and Hollywood would have trained that right out of him. So it's good that you know,
3: right? Didn't. Right.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned is, uh his his speaking voice because he made me think of Tex Ritter. Do you guys remember Tex Ritter yeah. uh, narrated all those like? You know, wildlife Disney shorts like, we'll just look at Mr. Bobcat. <laughs> you know,
2: I n- like that. I
1: never realized that was Tex Ritter. Then, oh my yeah. goodness,
0: that's funny.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: no, he does sound like that. You're right. <laughs> so this film is uh, well. First, we got to talk a little bit about the whole Cinerama format. I guess it, it's three cameras. Right. That kind of cross, you got one that shoots down the middle and one that, and and then the other two kind of cross shoot. So you get this kind of, I don't know how many degrees, what is it, 120 degrees or something like that of of circle vision, I guess. Yeah. It's like
2: an early version of IMAX. Right. Very much
3: so. Right. And, And so what was going on at the time was television was cutting into Hollywood. In in a big way, and they said we've, uh, we've got to do something that TV can't do. And right. so, what can we do? We can create this monster, giant wrap around your head screen with eight thousand <laughs> speakers and every configuration, and and. Yeah, take that, Ed Sullivan.
1: It's it how was, you do that. It was actually right? the, the first. Cinerama was the first of these novel processes, and they were all introduced during the 1950s. And as Craig said, they were this movie industry reaction to that competition from TV. And it was really presented to the public as a theatrical event. People dressed up. They reserved their seating if you have the chance to watch it, and I highly recommend you do. There's a intermission with music. There's a... There's a prologue. I mean, you know, yeah, almost prelude yeah. prelude, yeah. And it's you know, it's it's really very much a theatrical event. It was it premiered on Broadway. Um, anyway, mm. at least this is Cinerama did premiere on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I think this one did as well. That was where the first Cinerama movie theater was, mm. and um, it consists of three interlocked 35 millimeter cameras, each equipped with 27 millimeter lenses, and each mm. camera. Photograph one third of the picture. Now, Cinerama Holiday is actually the second um, Cinerama production. The first one is called This Is Cinerama, and I I watched that one as well. And that one is like Cinerama Holiday is a lot of vignettes of a roller coaster. Or now we're in Venice, and but Cinerama Holiday really has the couple, the two couples, kind of narrating and bringing you as an audience member really enveloping you into mm. their travel. So mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating because you're on this really you really feel like you're on a journey with them.
2: You do. Yeah, two journeys really.
1: Yes, right. The Paris. uh, What was the first couple? They were Swiss, or
2: they were Swiss. The Fred and uh, Beatrice Troller were from Switzerland. Yeah, and they come to America, and the American couple goes first to Switzerland, and then to uh, Paris.
1: Okay, those two places.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And did they really do all that stuff that they I mean are they really going down what was a bobsled was your uncle going down the bobsled and Well, that
2: was you know, it's funny growing up that was always there was family legend that grand you know, uh <laughs> uncle great uncle John was in a movie. And I remember as a kid thinking, well that's pretty cool, but I had never <laughs> seen it. I had I knew nothing about it until Okay. I lived here and um they happened to oh. play it at the Cinerama Dome, so I got to go see it.
1: Oh, but wow. they, really? Yeah, yeah. So you and, saw and it in 20, the
3: original format.
2: I did in 2013. Oh, that was cool. how, it was a it was a great experience. Apparently, I missed um, the 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 premiere night because that was the night Leonard Maltin was there, and they brought in Beatrice Troller and oh. Betty oh, wow. Tarwater Marsh York, uh, who the the two women who were still surviving. Um, but it was a it was a really cool experience to see. But to answer your question, Paula, I'm so sorry. I got completely off track there.
1: No.
2: Uh, this is fascinating. <laughs> no, he, didn't, he did not go down the bobsled, according to Betty.
1: Okay. She,
2: she said in an interview that they didn't want to
3: risk him getting hurt. So
1: It looked kind just, of... Yeah, what did Craig notice on yeah, that? Yeah, I,
3: I noticed on, on the sides as he's going down, it's like there's all this bare rock. <laughs> it's like, oh, what could go wrong here? Right. Different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah. Did they well, introduce seen, you as a relative?
2: <laughs> no, because I wasn't there, you know, that night. I oh, came that's the right. next you, night.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I should ask you, I've been doing some research, That there is the L.A. Cinerama open or
2: No, no it's closed, although I heard that it, what's the theater that it's right next to?
3: Um, is it right near Gromond? Chinese? Is it no, like across that. the street and down a little bit? Oh, the El Cid. No, no? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here, sure
2: but saying... the, they both closed during the pandemic. What's over there? And somebody just bought them. Well, so, Arc uh, I think I read. Yeah, the Arc light. There yeah. you go. The Arc light. That's it. Okay. Someone just bought them. So I'm ho- hoping that they'll resurrect it. The, the, the edifice is still there. The signage is still there. Okay. Uh, that glorious, uh, colorful Cinerama logo. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's looking that same. Yeah, here. that's cool. Yeah, I it's guess like a big
2: should... geodesic dome, like a golf ball, you know.
1: I guess we should mention that Alan lives in Pasadena. Wait, is well, Alan in LA County? Burbank. That's I'm in Burbank, LA County. Beautiful so Burbank, California. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're yeah. recording from three different yeah places here today. Three,
2: time, the zones. three time zones. Miracle of the yeah. modern ah. age. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we
0: are three different time zones, aren't that's we? Right. Hey, Craig and Paul, I wanted to ask you. I don't know if you have yeah. it in your notes, but Craig, going back to what you said at the beginning of the show, it was the highest-grossing film of fifty-five. So, since you're on the subject of the, you know, the actual cinema or theater, um, that's kind of a surprising statistic to me because did like I don't I don't know that St. Louis ever had a Cinerama theater. Were there lots of them throughout the state? Yes. Do you, do you get okay? There were
2: throughout the world. Yeah, there were. And, and my mom grew up uh, in Collinsville, and she said she saw it, so there must have been one somewhere nearby. Hmm. Okay. You know? That's a good question, um, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it kind of... Um I, I was looking and seeing if you could see one today, a Cinerama um, movie, traditional movie, and everyone that I ended up looking up had closed. So <laughs> they said that you could see it in Dayton. There was a theater apparently called Neon, Neon something in Dayton that offered on the weekends for you to see. The, oh, I should say which ones, what movies were Cinerama, so you know. This is Cinerama, Cinerama Holiday, which is what we're speaking about. Seven Wonders of the World in 1956, Search for Paradise, 1957, South Seas Adventure, 1958, and Windjammer, um, 1958, with Cinemiracle, but it was later. Cinemiracle? And it was competing with Cinerama, and huh. but, and eventually it went back, to, it was a widescreen cinema format as well but it was unsuccessful so they only had wind jammer that was their only uh film that they ever did and they used three cameras um but it had a couple uh, mirrors in it to give it that same optical center as the mm-hmm. middle camera and then it made the joins between the projected images a little less obvious in a you can see the there the thing <laughs> the,
0: the, yeah you can see it yeah the, the three screens or whatever yeah the joint. it's well, not and and the other thing that i you know that came to mind was um you know it had to be a, a somewhat cost prohibitive exhibition kind of a thing because i think i read somewhere it took like a a team of projectionists to run oh. all three cameras yeah.
2: I was just inside watching the extras on the DVD that I had not really watched before because I was prepping for this. And one of them was, it said, the breakdown reel. And I'm like, what the heck is the breakdown reel? And I turned it on. And it's what they had standing by on a fourth projector in case one of the other three projectors broke. They would real quick throw on this just single uh, little travelogue that was my great uncle and his wife, Betty, for about 15 minutes just doing, doing some B-roll, you know. Oh, no of way. Like, Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, it reminds me of uh, going to see Oingo Boingo uh, one Halloween, and uh, the drummer broke a drum head. And uh, so they say to the audience, "Would you like stupid jokes or yodeling?" And everyone said yodeling. <laughs> and they stood there and yodeled for like five minutes. Oh, really? How fun! It was fantastic. Oh, but but That's yeah, awesome, it's, it's one of those one of those stopgap kind of things. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Till well, we get the now for this intermission, and uh, yeah, interesting. And this this
2: one the the this uh, the the breakdown reel the um, original negative had been lost, so they weren't able to restore it. So the color is really terrible. Uh, but it's it's still John. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, sorry that the camera broke down, but that, that gives Betty and me a chance to show you some other footage, you know.
3: This here's so a fark that I eat with.
1: So they, wait, the projectionist would, I miss, they would throw that on?
3: Yeah. In yeah.
1: case.
2: So, because um, you, you've got three projectors, so you've got triple right. the chance of something breaking, you know. Sure, That's
1: sure. what, I've read that it was really difficult, yeah, uh, some breaks, it yeah. was they very said that
3: uh, for the three projectors, it takes five people to run the three projectors. Five. So, hmm. it, whereas most movies were one projectionist with yeah. one movie, yeah. one projector.
2: And and if you watch the uh, sort of the behind the scenes, the camera is huge. I think it's one camera with three. Uh, I don't know three rolls of film inside it. I right. guess. Yeah.
3: Oh, and uh, they were saying that it takes something like five times the amount of film as a regular camera because you're running through at the same time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then on top of that, when they go into Notre Dame Cathedral, which is super dark, they had to build like this big superstructure that was like a telephone pole of lights, you know. Oh, wow. So (laughs) it's just this massive, massive, like whole wall of lights and camera on a track,
1: you know? <laughs> oh,
0: and I, I have to say that that footage of the interior of Notre Dame is, is really striking because if you go there today, it's like so dark. Well, I mean, none of us can go right now because they're still restoring it from the, right. From right. the fire. But, yeah. oh. but the last time I was there, I mean, every time, you know, I go, I go in there, it's always like dark and kind of depressing. So to see it lit up like that on, on the center on Cinerama Adventure was pretty cool.
3: Oh, that's great. There's yeah. there's another one that is called Russian Adventure, and uh, Bing Crosby does narrating on the front end of it, and he shows the camera that they use and everything. It's really fascinating how it's like three cameras built together as one, and it's it's a neat, neat setup, the way that it works and everything. It's cool.
2: I can't imagine. I was on a set uh, a few months ago that they were shooting in... Um... In uh, IMAX, mm. and the camera was so loud. Really, I was like, <laughs> "Why are they even doing dialogue? It's so loud! It's oh, all really? you just, yeah. you know." And then, and and the film cartridges were like the size of a suitcase, and they would have to change the film like every five minutes. Wow! So oh, for I, IMAX, this they, is for IMAX. Yeah, I'm
3: surprised they haven't gone to a digital format for that. Yeah, I was about that's, to that's I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow. Where you Trust show you. up with your little thumb drive, and you're good to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. So I don't know if it was like like that. that. (laughs) That's crazy. You know, you you consider the technology that we have today versus the technology of back then. You know, you're talking about this big pole, probably halogen lamps that they put in, probably weighed, you know, four tons or something like that. Now, with LED lighting and everything, you know, for 100 pounds, you could probably do the same kind of thing with the gear that's just so much lighter, so much more advanced. It's crazy. True, got, true, you know. yeah.
2: Well, now, there's your next your next project.
3: Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to figure out how to do this with my iPhone. That'll be... <laughs>
2: yeah. Go ahead, Paula. Sorry. Oh, I
1: was <laughs> just, no, I was just going to ask, did this experience change the lives of your uncle and his wife in any way? See, it,
2: it seems to me that it, <sighs> it sort of... Um, you get a sense, watch, I get a sense anyway, watching the extras, watching the behind the, well, watching the interviews of them. Watch, there was, they, they, they had an exhibition of this it, somewhere in Ohio in 1997, and the four original cast members reunited. And they did some interviews then. So there's some interview footage of my great mm. uncle there. And then wow. they interviewed the two, because the two guys died shortly after that. And then they interviewed the two women again in 2013 and just i'm my sense is that betty really wanted more out of life because she ended up moving to Manhattan. She lived in oh. uh, San Francisco for 25 years. And my uncle just wanted to be a dentist, you know, and, um, and hunt and hometown.
3: fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this what Green Acres was based on? Was was that <laughs> your uncle? Is that, I guess so. I love hey, you, but give me Pac Avenue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is them because when you watch, when you see um, – my my great uncle in 1997 he looks like an old man he looks a lot like my grandpa did you know and then when you see betty in uh, 2013 she she looks very stylish and very young and she's clearly just a in, living in a different world
1: you know? oh yeah do, do you
3: know much about her life as she moved forward after being married to your uncle i mean did she do did she model any, or did she do any yeah, more movies or I, anything i or? don't think so because okay. on
2: I think that is her maybe only credit on IMDb. Okay. She seems like a very nice person, though. I am sort of sad that I didn't get a chance to uh, to meet her the, the night that she was here. Okay. I'm, I'm looking her up. Yeah, no, that's her only film credit. Okay. And his, too, you know.
3: So when you started really getting into seeing this and, and all the bonus material and everything else, what, what kind of stuff was you know really revelatory to you about not just not just your family but also the filmmaking process and uh, you know i know you're an actor we're going to talk about the offer which you were in and we're going to talk about some other stuff in our next episode hopefully and uh you know you kind of being in this world was there anything that really kind of was like wow that is just fascinating
2: uh, it was fascinating to me that it was the highest-grossing film of 1955, and it's strange because when you look on lists, it all it's almost never listed, right? You know, yeah. I'll say Mr. Roberts was the top, but it made 10 million dollars, which is like 100 million today, you know. Um, um, you know, it it sort of made me sad that I didn't know my great uncle better that that. that you know, I I was a little bit more like Betty. I was off, you know, yeah. not hanging around in Missouri or Kansas City. Um, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some. You know, one of the things that uh, in in the interviews they said uh, to to Uncle John. Well, what was your favorite? Did you like at that restaurant? And he said, well. 'Cause normally I guess he liked to go to bed early and she wanted a party, but this night he wanted a party and <laughs> oh. she went to bed.
1: Oh yeah.
3: You remember that scene? Yeah. And he, he oh says, yeah, you well, have like some army buddies in town or something like that. Yeah, right. Yes.
2: And he said, Well, he kind of looks around and he's like he says, Well, that little French gal that was sitting next to me, her knee kept bumping up against mine, so I'm glad that Betty wasn't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, knee bumping. Cute. Yes. But Betty said that um And this is not revelatory of the filmmaking process, but I thought it was cute. She said that uh, they had a kind of, I guess, they, they shot in Switzerland, the Americans did, and the swiss people went to the united states which is huge it's like a hundred times bigger than switzerland oh yeah switzerland's about half the size of ohio you know right so there really wasn't enough to do during the time that the trollers are exploring all of america because they go from one end of the country to the other half of it on a motor scooter you know i know yeah
3: that's that's the thing that i'm like they're like riding through the desert on a scooter and all that i'm like come on that's that didn't really happen did it
2: Apparently it did. <laughs> Beatrice said that that thing really broke down, and some Indians or some uh, Apaches really did come and rescue them. Really? Uh, wow! Yeah, wow.
3: I know oh, that's crazy. It's like a Vespa or something, you know? They're just at the yeah, way, yeah. Way. Man, that had to get old. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Betty said
2: that uh, th- that's uh, the on the American side when they're when they were sitting because they moved them from. Uh, I think San Moritz to I forget where they they went somewhere for the skiing, and then they went to Paris, and she said, we waited in Paris for months for the <laughs> for the chestnut oh, trees bummer. to ripen <laughs> <laughs> serious and they had what? yeah, and they had a per diem uh, for their meals, but it wasn't really that much, so she said, well, Johnny was a great boy scout, so. He went out and bought a little alcohol stove and we would just sit in the hotel room and like cook baguettes and b- cans of beans and save up our per-, per diem and then go out to eat at the fancy restaurants <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> like you're in once France. a week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So they went to Tour d'Argent and all those fancy Oh wow. French restaurants cool. it was clever, and they also I think uh they said they moved to a cheaper hotel too, so they could pocket some more of them
3: oh well <laughs> yeah, yeah if you're move. stuck there for a while and you're so, kind well, of on a tight budget,
1: oh, see, they just had to wait because the um European couple was so long no they
3: well, were, they waiting, were waiting, waiting for the, for trees, the to trees to bloom waiting for the bloom. yeah why
1: yeah. is there a big? I guess there's Three? a. I don't know. There's yeah, a secret.
3: They, they needed to know, get they, the scene
2: just
1: right. Oh, it's Hollywood. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe they were just waiting around because they were scheduled to meet back in New York, and uh, the Marshes uh, went on the Queen Mary, which must have taken <gasps> weeks. You know.
1: I. Oh my gosh, I, that's right. Yeah, that was transatlantic passage would be, be hmm. at
3: least a week, if not more. Yeah. 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 Because America, there's a lot to explore. Um,
1: yeah, I thought the Swiss it's, couple It's was... interesting that
3: they didn't do more of Europe than just Switzerland and France. You know, it's interesting yeah. they didn't go to England or they didn't, no. uh, you know, go north to Scandinavia there or probably anything. some kind of.
1: Regulations. <laughs> it's a big camera. <laughs> well, <in>
3: 1955, <laughs> this is post-World War oh. II. There's, you know, they're still rebuilding a lot of places. That oh, were I bombed. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I mean They were bombed into oblivion. It wasn't places, so.
1: like it is yeah.
3: now. Yeah.
0: That is true. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. And by the way, did, did you guys happen to catch the, uh, and Craig, I heard a little bit of it in the trailer you played earlier, but the captain on the flight said that it was like 18 hours. From yes. St. Louis to Zurich. Oh. And you can do it in like seven or eight hours now, but back then, I mean. Wow. Yeah. was old didn't have the prop planes. You know. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Certainly not the Concorde, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> 1955. You know, some of the other big movies that year were Lady and the Tramp, Mr. Roberts. Uh, let's see here. Oklahoma. Uh, to Catch a Thief. Was Oklahoma 55 also? I don't see uh, The Trouble so, with Henry. Oh, I like seven it. Seven Year Itch. There's another good one. Mm. Yeah. So you get an idea of, of what kind of other movies were around at that time. and, and They
2: beat out Marilyn Monroe.
3: Yeah. Imagine that. Seven Year it's Itch. Just a travel.
2: Wow. 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 That's,
3: what that's a, strange to think. Now it, it's interesting also, like we mentioned earlier, that there was this prelude and then intermission and and yeah. other stuff and when we go out I'll, I'll play alan sent me a nice track and it's it's kind of mellow. it's it's a nice uh, symphonic kind of thing but martin gould did the soundtrack
2: who you know is a serious composer yeah. in his own right or was and uh, yeah when i first went into the cinerama dome and sat down um i heard the the they played that piece out west which you'll play here in a minute uh as the overture and i it you know i play the organ and i play piano and that piece really struck me it's a it's a kind of a haunting um thing that goes in sort of unusual melodic place well harmonic places you know yeah I listen to it a lot. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> you know, but this was a big part of the whole thing. It wasn't just visual. It was also audio, where they had a big array of speakers that wrapped around you also. And they they seemed to have really utilized it where you would have voices and sounds coming from all around you. So, uh, you know, there's one uh, Cinerama movie that uh, is a roller coaster. And so you kind of get the the sweeping sound that goes around you and that sort of thing. in. Uh, Cinerama Holiday. You also get that spread. Uh, one of the things that that jumped out at me was the uh, ice skating show that your great uncle and aunt were were at, and uh, the sounds that were around me just in our home theater was really cool. But I could imagine with this big array of, of speakers all around you, that was really neat. That ice yeah. skating show was really cool. Is outdoors and yeah. uh, just really really kind of amazingly well done especially the the clowns who are the skaters and everything and <laughs> It was it was cool. It was holiday on ice. I love that and, they yeah. had
1: waiters and they brought you yeah. oh, stuff. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah.
3: They're, they're, people are just standing Steeding and sitting around. around this outdoor ice rink and you got waiters over there, champagne, sir. You know? oh, <laughs> yes.
2: Well, you know, at the time it was just, it was a travelogue for people who don't get to travel much. But now for us, it's a real time capsule of what yes. a, not just America, but Europe was like in 1955, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
3: just really, yes. really an amazing thing. If you... Las Vegas has changed so much. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. That was yeah. very cool. I love the Las yeah, Vegas cool scene. My mom and my oldest
3: brother have moved to Las Vegas. And every time we go out there, we keep saying we're going to go to the Neon Sign Museum because they have all these old neon signs from... Back in this age, and um, one of these days we're going to make it. Yes, but uh, it is it is definitely worth
0: it. We've you, done it. Oh, you, you did? Have. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you, you know, go at night, make sure you go at
3: night. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just yes. just that whole retro part of Vegas that isn't there anymore it's, it's oh, yeah. tragic. You you know you can go to there's still a couple of hotels that uh, go back the El Cortez and and uh, the uh, Golden Nugget. You know, those are those are some old school ones, but you know, you can go to the sign museum hopefully and and kind of see a little bit of the kind of signage that oh some of the same signage that was in this movie. Really cool.
1: But before yeah. we go out, I do need to mention that how the West was won was a Ciner- Cinerama movie. You said the magic words uh, and you get the music. So two movies the The Wonderful World of the Brothers Grimm in 1962 and How the West Was Won 1962 are the only two that had the traditional movie storyline and oh. music.
3: And who did the I music? I don't
1: know that. Is that Elmer Bernstein? Oh, Elmer
3: Bernstein? No, no, it was Randy Newman's uncle. I can't think of his first name. Sid really? oh, <laughs> Sid Newman? Alfred Al- Newman? Alfred Al- N- Newman. Yeah. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> <Back> it is. <laughs> is it really Alfred Newman? I think so. I think it is. Oh wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, but it sounds like Elmer Bernstein. It sounds like uh it does,
2: you yeah. know, well, Magnificent, Seven, Magnificent 7 that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I've got a whole Spotify playlist that's just western soundtracks.
1: <gasps> great idea. That's oh. Great I love to listening that. to.
2: You. I need to get yeah. that. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention that was also on the uh, extras was Betty um this was kind of a cool story. She had made a scrapbook of her their whole experience and then lost it because she moved so much. Well, oh. oh, some guy some guy found it on eBay and bought it for one hundred and fifty dollars and sent it because he was just a big Cinerama fan. Apparently, there are fans just of Cinerama, you know. Oh. And so she was reunited with the scrapbook and was looking through it for the first time in what sixty years and. um the guy who did the screen test for them was Robert Altman. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He was a photographer in, wow. in Kansas city at the time, apparently. Wow. And their still photographer when they were in Paris was Robert Kappa.
3: Why do who, I know that name?
2: Well, he was the guy who, okay, you know, the movie rear window, yeah. with, uh, yeah, yeah. Jim, Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart's is based on Robert Kappa. Ah. He was, he, he had an affair with Ingrid Bergman, and uh, he covered two wars. I think he covered D Day, and most of his film got ruined. Uh, but he was there, you know, getting shot at, and he ended up getting killed in Indochina. Shortly, Ooh. I think I think Cinerama Holiday was the last thing he covered before he was killed.
3: Oh wow, wow! Uh, yeah was was uh, he one of the one of the guys that went in shooting film, or was he still a still photographer? Uh still photographer. Okay, oh, just like An, Jimmy uh, Stewart. Yeah, in, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow!
1: Broke his leg on a racetrack, I think. Yeah. Right,
3: right. <laughs> right. Uh, other, yeah. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was about to say other films have been done in cineramas. A couple of feature films Paula mentioned. Uh, I haven't seen either of the two feature films in this kind of format. Have either of you guys seen? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no. Oh, no. Brothers what is it? Brothers Grimm, The
1: Wonderful World of the Brothers Grimm.
3: Yeah, and How the West How no, no. the West Oh. I'd like to see if I can find those. But
1: I would
2: watch it based on, you know, just Mm -hmm. what I've seen so far. I I just think it's fun to watch any old Technicolor stuff, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Anything in color.
3: If I can find it, maybe what we'll do is uh, in our basement, in our Royal Ohana room, Tiki room down there, we've got (laughs) our 10-foot screen. We'll just scoot the chairs real close to the screen so that we get the wraparound of Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. go. (laughs) Nice. Well, Alan, it's been fun having you with us for this episode. Stick around for our next episode, folks. We're going to have Alan back again. We're going to be talking about the series that he was in, The Offer, and The The Godfather, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So do stick around for that. Uh, Until then, we're going to go out with that music that we talked about that Alan sent our way. And enjoy this. Go find Cinerama Holiday. Go find all sorts of Cinerama movies. Drop us a line uh at midmodcast dot or I'm sorry midmodcast at gmail dot com. I'm sorry I did five podcasts yesterday <laughs> and now they're all bouncing around in my head
1: uh, you can email us yes. just
3: email us at at, uh, at midmodcast our, at gmail dot com. there you go or
1: Facebook yeah give us a our Instagram, I, I'll get those. And go I watch, get direct messages
3: Go watch the offers so that when you hear the next episode, you'll know what we're talking yeah. about. It's on Paramount Plus. That's a
0: great
1: idea. Yeah, starring
3: yeah. Alan Marsh. Of course, he's only. in, <laughs> no, not in uh, me. episode. It's not starring me. You're in episode what? <laughs> eight or nine? Nine yeah. for, about, yeah. for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a few minutes. It, it's it's a good. Starring scene. Goose's son. Anyway, until next time, <laughs> yeah. stay swell, everybody. We'll see ya. Enjoy this.